Amen. And now the voice you'll be hearing is that of Pastor Carl Tyler. Praise God this morning. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We do welcome all of you all here this morning on our podcast ministry, bringing you again greetings from God Almighty. Amen. We just thank God this morning for our service. Thank God for Sister Tyler opening up our service and, and amen, doing the uh, important parts of helping this ministry to reach all over the country. And we thank God, amen, for the venue he has given us. And we give him the praise. Sister Tyler read the scriptures, 1 Timothy 6, chapter the 16th through the 21st verse. And I'm going to focus on those two first two verses, the 16th and the 17th. But most of all, this morning, I want to, amen, speak to your hearts, And as I do, Father in heaven, we come again. We thank you for the prayer that Pastor McDaniel prayed. And Lord, I pray also as he has prayed that you anoint my word, my voice, my lips of clay. Lord, you give me what to say to your people. You work my mouth, Lord. And then, Lord, I ask you to open their hearts and minds to receive and then apply it to their daily walk. And Lord, again, I thank you for this day. For this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. What a wonderful day. Amen. Amen. You can say, I'm sure if you can hear my voice, this is a wonderful day. He blessed you to wake up and see the sun rise. He's given you another chance to, amen, to get it right and keep it right. And so All week long, God has been speaking to my heart, and I'm not going to be before you long, but I do want to deliver what the Lord has been giving me all week long. And I'm so elated and happy this morning to deliver what the Holy Spirit has placed in my heart for his people. The Lord said in this time, people are yet witnessing so many events of life. Uh tragedy, situations where things seem to be up and then down, uh, good and then bad. In all of these different life experiences, we tend to look to each other and others that we don't know for explanation, support, and help. 
And when God spoke this message to me in the beginning of the week, he said, you know, it really amazes me after all I have done and I'm yet doing for the people, they tend to trust everything else but me. So I want to encourage your hearts this morning in this message. I want to encourage your hearts that God is a God that can provide for all of our needs. And I want to encourage you to trust almighty God. So the thought this morning is trusting almighty God. I like the way Pastor McDaniel put that. He said almighty means that where there is might, God is all of it. And I want us to focus this morning, including, you know, see the word of God always come to the messenger first. It's a problem if you get a message and you're always speaking it to others, but you can't apply it to yourself. That's a problem. But I thank God that I was blessed when I studied this word and God revealed to me this word. And amen. It, it prompted me to learn to trust God more. Amen. You know, sometimes we have the tendency to take things in our own hands, but I want to encourage you trust in almighty God is knowing with an assurance that he will provide. He will deliver. He will come through. There's no doubt about it. Amen. Amen. Sometimes with friendship, you know, thank God for friendship. And sometimes we can speak, amen, with a sincere heart or wanting to do something for one another, but sometimes circumstances changes what we're able to do. But I can declare to you this morning that we can trust Almighty God to do just what he said he would do. Amen. God will deliver. God will come through. The fulfillment of joy is knowing that we can trust almighty God. That he will make provisions for us. What is provisions? It's the act or the process of providing. God has blessed us and yet blessing us because he has already fulfilled the process of providing. In other words, God has already provided everything that we need. What are you saying, Reverend Tyler? I'm saying to you this morning, I don't care what your needs are this morning. The provisions have already been laid forth. God has already prepared beforehand everything that we need. And we must learn to access that that God has already provided for us from the spiritual realm to the natural. Yes, you might not have manifested, amen, what you need in the natural, but I want you to know God has it in the spiritual realm. And when we understand that God has already provided and made preparation beforehand for the provisions that we need, amen, and the supplies and the materials that we need, amen, the food that we need, the clothing and the housing, the shelter, when we understand that God has already provided these things, the provisions he's already made, then we are learned to seek him for those things, trust him for those things, amen. We are learned, amen, to Pull those things from the spiritual realm to the natural. 
Amen. I remember my mom, you go to the store and she would purchase things for us during certain school years. So you go and lay up our clothes. They call it layaway. Amen. And she'll pick out clothes that she knew that she needed to buy for her children. And, and in layaway, she would take them and take them to the desk and they would check them in. And then they'll give her the a, a, a instructions on what she need to do. Amen. In order to when she go back, she can pull those items out of layaway from their place of storage to her household. And that's where God has made provisions for us. Amen. And everything that we need exists in him. And we need to learn how to meet the conditions to pull it from the spiritual realm into the natural, to make it visible. Amen. Amen. That which is invisible in the spiritual realm of God can be made manifested. Amen. Amen. In the visible realm, when we learn to tap in, amen, to our layaway plan. Amen. Amen. And I tell you, mom would come home and she would talk about all she put in layaway. And, and we was excited because we, we believe, like mama believed, that those items she put in layaway, we would soon see them manifested in the natural. In our household. And I just knew, hey, man, mama got me three new pair of pants. I was excited. Had to reverse shirts every day of the week just to work match up with those three to make my five days. But I thank God, amen, that the fulfillment of my job was knowing that she had made provisions to get what we needed. So when we go to school, we didn't have to worry about what we're going to wear. God is just like that. God has made provisions. God has already provided. We must learn to trust almighty God for the things that we need. The stocks of material supplies, all the preparation God has made. Now watch this. Even with knowing that God is one, we ought to put our ultimate trust in. We have a tendency to put our trust in money. Ain't nothing wrong with money. It answers a lot of things. But when we put more confidence and trust in our money, the fulfillment of our joy is not in the money. The fulfillment of our joy is in trusting God. So I hope you hear me this morning. If you really want a fulfillment in this life of joy, then learn more how to get closer to God and trust God. The Bible is clear of what it means for us to lean on God. The Bible is clear what it means to us to trust God. Scripture says, trust in the Lord forever. See, sometimes we'll trust on him, amen, in him at times. We pick and choose the times we want to trust God. But you need to learn to trust him forever. For in the Lord God, you have an everlasting rock. That's the scripture. Let us know that. Matter of fact, Isaiah 26 says, seek the Lord and his strength. Amen. Trust God. Seek him and his strength. Amen. Because his strength is mightier than ours. In our weakest moment, we can find strength in trusting almighty God. We must seek his presence constantly, continually. Sometimes we'll seek God, as I say, but we have our 
picks and times when we want to do so. When you understand who it is that you serve, how mighty a God is that we serve, you ought to have no doubt in your mind who you need to be trusted. First Timothy 6 and 16, we find here that Paul was stating some things concerning immortality. Now, you got to understand, whenever Paul would speak to God's people, to the believer, he had a purpose behind it. And there was a reason why Paul was speaking. And I'm, amen, it's a reason why the ministers today continue to speak the same things to remind the people. And Paul was reminding Timothy and the other believers just how special the God is that they were serving. There was none mightier than him. And Paul began to state God's immortality. Meaning what? That he can never die. That's why we need to, amen, access God through his son, Jesus Christ. Scripture tells us over in Corinthians that, amen, mortality must put on immortality, corruptible must put on incorruptible. Only way these things can happen for us is through the relationship we have with Jesus Christ, amen, in terms of salvation. We must be born again. We must allow God to come into our lives. And when we can access God through his son, Jesus, then what he has in store for us, amen, what he has for himself become what he has in store for us. The 16th verse says, and I want to read because I want, I know Sister Tyler read it, but I want to read it again. Who only had immortality. Dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto. I'm going to explain all of that in just a second. Whom no man has seen, nor can see. To whom the, be the honor and power everlasting. Amen. Here we find Paul, as I was stating, was stating that God is a God of immortality. He can never die. Amen. And the only way we can receive what we, amen, desire of the Lord is through our relationship through Jesus Christ. He also emphasized, and I'm going to break it all down before I get to the end of this message. God also uh, was speaking in the word through his prophet that he dwells in an unapproachable light. You cannot Face God. Because he dwells in an unapproachable light. It's radiating from the glory of God in heaven. When I read this scripture, it took me back. The light is so bright, so brilliant. He lives in this light that is so brilliant that no human can approach him. No human eyes had ever seen him, nor ever will. Not the human eyes. Amen. You'll find out later in Revelation, you know, after you die, amen, then yes, we'll talk about that. But right now, the scripture is referring to as Paul is also reminding the believers in Timothy, amen, that, amen, that no human eye had ever seen him. Never, ever will. All honor and power to him forever. Amen. Now watch this. 
As Paul began to state, the Lord is someone who no one has ever seen or can see. See, God's glory was also covered by a cloud, by a cloud even during the exodus of the Israelites. But what I love about this scripture is when they talk about the light. I used to hear a lot of people talk about this bright light. And I'm going to be honest with you. I I thought they were just being skeptics or out of their mind. Didn't know what they was talking about. But the bright light is real. How you know, Reverend Tyler? Because God blessed me to see that light. Now, I'm not going to tell you I saw him because the Bible let us know no one can look upon him and live. But what I did see was this light. And I never will forget the day that I saw this light. I came home from work on November the 5th, 1992. That was on a Thursday. Check, check your calendars. November the 5th, 1992, on a Thursday I didn't feel well at work, so I came home, and and I told my wife, I don't feel good. I need to lie down. And I went in my daughter's room, and I lied across the bed and couldn't go to sleep. I tossed and turned. And soon as I felt I was falling asleep, I saw a light so bright, so beautiful. I can't even explain this light. It was the most beautiful light, and there was no sunlight. It was the light that shined from heaven. And on November the 5th, 1992, it's the same day my mother fell ill. She was so sick. But I called her because when I visualized this light, this light experience, it was obvious to me that it represented death. Because when I got in the bed and I lied down in the bed and and I finally dozed off to sleep, I saw a pretty blue heaven, a light so bright. I'd never seen such beauty before in my life. I, I, I tell you, it was unexplainable. There was such a peace. There was such a calm. And I didn't understand that experience. And then I began to see all of my children around my desk at work while I was in this trance that God had me in to see what he was showing me. And when I saw my children around my desk at work, I said, oh, Lord, no, they need me. And I looked back. Was my body and what happened was my soul returned to that body. Because I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, they need me. I woke up on the side of the bed. I was trembling like a man in great fear. And I went to my wife. I said, wake up the children. We got to pray. I just had a death experience. I don't know how to explain it, but I do know this. That was a light so bright that I can't explain it. I'm sharing this because I want someone to know the power of God is real. He who only had immortality dwelleth in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man has seen, no can see, 
to be honored in power everlasting. Amen. I could not see him, but I saw the light. I ain't going to tell you I saw his face, but I saw the light. I saw a beauty that I can't explain. I had a peace that I can't explain. A peace that surpasses all understanding. And when I called my mother, I said, Mom, I need you to pray with me because I just had an experience. And I, I'm a mom, I th- it was a death experience. And, and I always called my mother. She was a praying lady. And so I wanted her to pray with me and explain to me what I just experienced. And then I listened to her. I said, Mom, you don't sound well. She said, well, baby, mama don't feel too good. I said, well, mom, let me come take you to the doctor. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to come take you to the doctor. She said, well, I tell you what, you got your wife and children to take care of, and let me just say, if God don't take care of me by in the morning, then you can come get me. I didn't know what she meant. And then when I got ready to hang up with her, I asked her one more time, just let us come get you. You know, my wife don't mind. She'll come with me. She said, I know that. She said, but if God don't take care of me by in the morning, y'all can come get me. She was sick. I remember the time that I spoke to her. It was 8.58 p.m., November 5th, 1992. Now we'll forget that date and time. And I... Woke up, we prayed, and uh, called my neighbor. We prayed, and many others. Uh, Reverend Frazier was my neighbor, and I called him. I said, Reverend, I need you to pray for me. I told him about what I had experienced. I wanted God to explain it to me. And, uh, and obviously, me and him both agreed this is, it, it represents death, and we can pray for God if it's his will to let this pass. But that morning, I had a pain in my chest that wouldn't go away. And then I got a call that my mom had collapsed on November the 6th. And then I began to understand that light. Then I began to understand what God was showing me. But I had such a peace and joy, even in the home going of my mother, that I felt God had showed me that she was in heaven waiting for him. Amen. She were where God had her in a peaceful place, a glorious place. Amen. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Man can't comprehend what all that means, but I do know this. I felt my mother had a peace and a, and a comfort and a beauty that she saw what I saw that even if she, after this experience, as much as she loved all of us, I'm sure she did not want to return. I shared that this morning because as I began to study and read this, this message about the unapproachable light, the radiant glory of God, I had experience of the radiant glory of God. And when you understand this experience, something is wrong if you don't learn to trust God for whatever it is that you need. I hope after I share this, that many learn to trust God. I don't care what it is that you have a need of. I hope you know that trusting almighty God is where you need to really put your focus. The Lord is to be worshiped. 
because he reigns forever. Amen. We know it, uh, uh, there was many who tried to esteem themselves as emperors and, and kings, but I'm here to tell you this morning, the Lord reigns over all of them as the only God. And he has more power than any person or deity. He alone is the only one that can never die. He lives in the light. So brilliant. I told you that light was a brilliant light that no human can approach him. No human eye has ever seen him, nor ever will. I want you to know, amen, I hope this message is blessing you. Listen, in humanity, we deal with a lot of issues in life, and we need to learn to trust God. And this experience that I had, I want you to know, it caused me to trust God more. That light came for a purpose. This message is coming for a purpose. Amen. Amen. God wants us to go forth in life, trust in life, trusting him. Being steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding in the glory of God. The blessings of God. Do you not know God blesses us so we can be a blessing? Amen. But the greatest blessing, amen, is when we see him. The greatest blessing is when we get to meet him face to face. Amen. Thank God for what he has done for us. The father, the scripture says in John 5, 26. See, it is essential for us to understand uh, our being. And that we need to understand how we exist. It's through the grace and mercy of God. Our salvation was because of his Love for us. So John 5, 26 says the father has life in himself. So had he given to the son to have life in himself. Therefore, if we, amen, accept Jesus Christ, the son of God, as our Lord and Savior, just as they have life, then we have life. Amen. And God gave his son the authority to execute, amen, this just because he is the son of God. So when we learn to dwell in him and he in us, then we dwell in the light that no man, amen, can take from you. Amen. Jesus is the light and he is life. And the Bible said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the father which is in heaven. I want you to know, amen, as you look at your daily walk, if Moses didn't see him, Stephen didn't see him, no man has seen him, nor Moses, nor Stephen, ever seen his, they saw the radiant of his power, amen, but they never got a chance to see his full perfection. Nor can we. That's why when someone tell me, I know the difference. I know what the scriptures say. You can see, I saw that radiant light. I saw that bright light. With my bodily eyes, but I did not see him. Amen. The bodily eyes, Moses only saw the back part of him. 
So we need to be clear. When people make certain claims, but I'm here to encourage you this morning, Moses himself could only see the symbol of God's divine presence. But the face of God, no man could ever see. So what we need to be reminded that he alone has endless life, God alone, and lives in inaccessible light. But because of his power and his authority, I want you to take hold of this message and say, I'm going to trust this almighty God. I want to dwell in his presence. And I want him to dwell in me. I want to inhabit his inapproachable light. The light that is so bright and so brilliant that dazzles our mortal eyes and amen, that help us to endure whatever it is that we're going through. I want you to know God is the answer to all of our problems. Amen. God is constantly reminding us of his omnipotent powers, his brilliant power, his, the brilliant light that he is. That's not a sun or a moon or a star that's more brilliant than the light of God. Amen. Amen. And let me read the 17th verse. I know I'm moving on here. The 17th verse says, and it reads, Choice them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded. Now, I'm talking about trusting God. Remember I said the joy of life is not when you put your trust in your money, but put your trust in who? In God. So the scripture say, choice them that are rich in this world, that, are, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who give us richly all things to enjoy. Listen, everything you have come from God. I don't care what resources he blessed you to get avenue to that, those uh, uh, blessings, but God is the source of everything that we need, everything that we have. God is the source of it, and he'll use others as a resource. Amen. And so Paul here was reminding Timothy and the believers I'm speaking to you this morning that we serve an immortal God. Immortal immortality is becoming of God. Amen. Amen. The only way we can access immortality is through the relationship, amen, with God. Amen. Amen. Through through his son, Jesus Christ. So when we understand the power of the relationship that we have with God, Amen. The grace and mercy that he has extended to us. When God begin to bless you financially, don't get beside yourself. Amen. Amen. Sometimes, amen, people let their money, their success go to their head. Amen. But I'm here to warn you this morning. Amen. That don't let your success go to your head. Remember, God gives you Wealth. Those rich riches that you're experiencing, the money you've been blessed with, don't get so high-minded that you put all your hope in your riches, the uncertainty of it. But in the living God, you got very little trust. Something is wrong with that picture. He is the source of your blessing. Amen. 
He's given us all things. Amen. Richly. God has given us those things. So I'm here to tell you, come off your high horses. Ain't nothing wrong with being blessed. No, it ain't. There's nothing wrong with being blessed. There's nothing wrong with money. But when you get, amen, blessed so that you forget about who you are, you're so high-minded, amen, you put more trust in your riches than you are God, amen, then you are, amen, you're on your way down. It's God who gives us abundantly all things to enjoy. But we need to be good stewards of what God blessed us with. Amen. Amen. We got to know that God is blessing us to be a blessing. Amen. God gives us orders. Amen. To those of us who've been blessed with money and goods in this life, don't be so lifted up in your minds and put your hope in everything that relates to your wealth. But you better give your credit to God who gives us full measure of all things. In other words, and I'm coming to my close, we must rely on God's provisions. What does God say about relying on his provisions? He said, amen, Psalm 62 and 7, in God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. In other words, we need to cast all of our cares on the Lord. And he's going to sustain us. Psalm 55 and 22. You see, he would never let the righteous be forsaken. So in my closing, trust almighty God. Put your confidence in God, not in your wealth. Amen. Thank God for your wealth. Thank God for your money. But don't put all of your provisions and thought processes in that. You need to rely on God's provisions. What does it mean to rely on God's strength? It means to take your hands off of the situation and give it to who? Give it to God. Amen. When you rely on God's provisions and his strength, scripture tells us in Philippians, do not be anxious about anything. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I know, uh, just write them down. We ain't got time to go to them, but I will say this. Do not be anxious, according to the scripture, about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And that's why I say to you today, don't you worry about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, nor even your body, what you're going to put on. Amen. You rely on God for the provisions he has already made. You got to learn how to access what's in the spiritual realm and bring it to the natural. Amen. I want to constantly remind you that God is our supplier. Everything we receive comes directly from God. I don't care what resource you got it by. God was the source. It's not man, but it was from who God almighty. Amen. And in my last closing, Amen. I'm not going to be able to go through it all, but I do want you to know Abraham was the ultimate example, him and his son. Amen. God allowed him. Amen. A man of faith. The Lord provided for Abraham when he instructed him and they climbed Mount Moriah. Amen. When he went with his son, amen, Isaac. Amen. Amen. All of God's good and perfect gifts come from where? 
from above, from God. Amen. And so God here was reminding us through Abram, amen, and Isaac, amen, when God told him, amen, what to do. And he obeyed God because he knew what the Lord will provide. Amen. He, 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 he uh, uh, yes, Abram, you know, people, I hear a lot of people say a lot of different things. Because when Abram went, he went with the faith knowing regardless God was able to resurrect his son. Yeah, he knew that. He believed that. Abram was confident that God would meet his every need. Are we confident that God would meet our every need? Abram couldn't depend on nobody else. Amen. He couldn't depend on nobody. He knew he could depend on God. I'm telling you, you need to know you can depend on God. Abram, amen, Sarah was at home. The two servants who accompanied him was back at the camp. His friends and family, amen, they couldn't help him. Amen. But guess who could? God could. So decide today that you're going to live for the Lord. Give God your all. There's a scripture, 20, Proverbs 20 and 15, say, There is gold and a multitude of rubies, but the lips of knowledge are a precious jewel. Thank God for the knowledge of his word this morning. Gold and rubies have no match for the knowledge of God's word. Amen. Thank God for his word, knowing that he is a God of immortality. He's a God of all knowing. He's a God that would, amen, that can meet all of our needs. So we need to decide to live for him. We need to decide that, that nothing can take his place. I'm going to rely on God and the provisions that he has already made. And I want you to know in my closing for the last time, say to yourself, Lord, help me to finish the work you have started in me. Help me, Lord, to practice, amen, the things that you have instructed me to do through your word. Put it to use. Live it. Teach it. Preach it. Do everything that I need to do to preserve what you have blessed me with. Amen. All of our needs, God is able to meet our needs. Just when we need him most, He's right there on time. Might not come when you want him, but God is a God that's always on, on time. He will provide your every need. Trust in him. Seek to glorify him. And I pray a prayer for you. Father in heaven, we pray that you bless everyone that's on this call. I pray that the word that you've given me here today will cause them to look closely at how well are they applying this word to their life? Are they truly trusting almighty God? Are they understanding the provisions you have already made? Do they understand that? Thank God for the blessings of money in their lives, in their bank accounts, their financial breakthroughs, but Lord, let them put more trust in you than they do in their money. You made it clear in your word, Lord, that we need to learn to trust in you forever. And as I pray, Lord, I pray for the strength of every person on this call 
to look to you, the author and finisher of our faith, for not only their physical need, but their spiritual need. Save that man, that woman, that boy, that girl. Have them, Lord, help them to open their hearts and mind to receive your plan of salvation. Let them know they can walk in the light if they accept your son, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. Let them know, Lord, that if they learn to worship you, the Lord is to be worshipped because he reigns forever. Let them know, Lord, that you are a God that would be there to meet every need that they need, their family need, their children need, their grandchildren. I don't care who it is in the family. You are able to have them, bless them, to minister to the needs, not only their own needs, Lord, but to others around them. Let them inhabit your praises, Lord. Let them talk about that brilliant, dazzling light that I talked about. That brilliant, peaceful light. Amen. That even in the midst of coming, amen, when they allow you to come into their life and you allow them to be a part of your blessings, Lord. Lord, I pray that they understand that it's through your grace and mercy that the plan of salvation has been given. Amen. By the shedding of the blood on the cross. I pray that they understand. Don't take it for granted. Lord, don't let them take it for granted. Let them continue to know that you are the source of all of their needs. You are the God of their salvation. Help them to understand that as they pray, that pray believing that you would do all that they need done. Let them not trust in their possession, their worldly possessions. And when you bless them, Lord, let them know you bless them to be a blessing. That they would look for ways to be a blessing for the kingdom, for others. We thank you for the message that Paul was teaching to Timothy and the others. Because many false doctrine was going around, many false teaching was going around and amen. In order to avoid the evil, amen, pitfalls and downfalls, we must learn the wealth of your word and wisdom of your word. And we thank you this morning, Lord, that we know you are God that can meet all of our needs. And I pray for every person on this call that you continue to bless them. Amen. And amen. 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 God bless you this morning. We thank God for everyone that joined us on this call. I know we usually end with our podcast talking about how you can give. Amen. But I just want you to know that if God has blessed you uh, financially to be a blessing to our podcast ministry, amen, please give us a call. Amen. At 833-249-4533. That's the ministry line. And we can. Amen. Give you instructions on how you can be a blessing to our ministry. That number again is 833-249-5433. Also, you can call me on my cell, 281-832-3412. That's 281-832-3412. And if there is a special prayer that's needed, all you got to do is give us a call. And we would definitely, amen. Do whatever we can to be a blessing to you. We thank God, amen, for all of you that joined us this morning. Amen. Keep us in your prayers. Remember the subject. Amen. Whatever you do, 
Don't put your trust in your money only. Know that God blesses you with resources, but learn to trust who? Almighty God. God. Amen. Amen. The life fulfillment of joy is trusting not in your money, but trusting in God. Amen. Sister Tyler, we are going to, we're going to end with our favorite scripture. Psalms 34 and 1 says, I will, I will bless, bless the Lord at, at all times, and his praise, praise shall continually be in our mouth. mouth. Amen. Amen. God bless you.